Online communities, classroom culture, and personal relationships have something in common. Whether it's forming a strong emotional bond, feeling included and accepted, or having an attachment to others, feeling like we belong makes us happy. Ever wonder why? Join me, Dr. Eileen Winokur, for my bi-weekly podcast, Journeys to Belonging, as I discuss my personal and professional experiences with belonging and interview educators and others as they share their stories of belonging. At the end of every episode, I'll offer advice about how we can all feel like we belong. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Journeys to Belonging. On today's episode, I am extremely lucky to have a guest who is actually my first Kuwaiti educator that I've been able to interview on my podcast. And I'm really excited about that because my guest, Donna Schaber, is an assistant principal at the, uh, one of the private schools in Kuwait. Uh, she's been assistant principal for a couple of years. And also, we had never really met until we've seen each other here uh, during this podcast interview. But we've been back and forth on Twitter, and so we're Twitter mates. Um, Donna, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hello, and thank you very much for inviting me. I am very flattered for this invite. Uh, this is my first podcast, so uh, wish me luck. Um, I've been born and raised in Kuwait for uh, my whole life. I got married here. I have two kids. Um, I did my university. Sorry, I graduated from high school from AIS. I graduated from uh, GUST, Gulf University in Science and Technology. I did, I then worked at BBS and then got my master's while working through Sunny Buffalo. And then I moved to back home to AIS and I uh, started working there as a teacher a year eight. And then by year 10 of my um, career, I became an assistant principal. And this is my third year. Uh, the last two summers, 2012, uh, sorry, 2018 and 2017, 2018, I, be, I did my PTC, my principal training in Miami with Bambi Betts and became a certified principal. Uh, I always, that was always my goal ever since I was a child to become a teacher and then one day become a principal. So I'm more than halfway in my journey. That's wonderful. Oh, wow. That PTC I hear is quite intensive. So congratulations for being able to it's, do that for two summers and being able to get that certificate, that is quite an It's beautiful. The network you get out of it and the, the connection that you meet with the rest of the AP is like, oh, you're not alone. <laughs> There's other people with <laughs> that's you. That's true. Place. That's so. true. Being an AP <laughs> is not easy. That's for sure. Yeah. And I hope oh, you no. reach your goal soon for, for being a principal. And it's really interesting that you talked about the fact that you've been wanting to be a teacher since you were younger. So hopefully we'll be able to get into that um, in, during our interview. But sure. what I'd like to know first though, is if I say belonging to you or sense of belonging, what, what are the first things or what's the first thing that comes to your mind? 
Wow. Um, equality, I'd say, uh, being, belonging to your society, um, being a part of the community, um, people accepting you for who you are, no matter where you're from. Yeah. Yeah. Acceptance is really a big part of belonging. Yes. And uh, I know that especially Indeed. for being able to even sort of go outside ourselves, we have to feel our own sense of acceptance and self-awareness before we're able to go out even into the community. Um, and so, yes, acceptance by the community is really important. Um, something that I'm writing about, but this is about oh. you. So we're not going to talk about that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I know one of the things you're really passionate about is making sure that um, as an AP, that your staff, your team feels like they belong. Um, and I, I, I think it's really important that um, our listeners know and understand a little bit about how private schools are comprised in terms of staffing and how, how we're able to make teachers feel like they belong because we have a, several different components. So could you talk about that a little bit as an AP? What staff do you have? What is your team comprised of? And how do you help them feel like they belong either at the beginning of the year or during the year? So I have staff made up of, I'd say, 40-plus staff members in elementary from grades one through four. This includes homeroom teachers and local staff, my religion team and my Arabic team. And um, I try very hard to bridge that gap so the local don't feel it a lot. Uh, being a local myself, I know it can get, get to us the different treatments and um, different um, way of thinking and everything. And I always said to myself, one day when I become an AP, I would try very hard not to let, uh, let I'll try very hard to bridge that gap. So as, as simple as just checking in with both of them, with my local staff and my international staff, and then having meetings, I tend to, when I meet with them, I do talk in Arabic as well so they can understand because many of them don't understand English. Mm -hmm. So I know they're just sitting there and be like, oh my gosh, what's so when I was a teacher, I used to sit there and translate while I'm listening to the ones who are not, you know, so they can feel like they're part of the community, that they are still teaching, that we all have a contract, we're all here for the kids. You know, the end result is we're here for the kids, no matter where we're from. We all left, they all left homes, just like the international staff as well. So they're here for the student. And um, every time when it's as simple as if it's Christmas or if it's Eid, Al-Athaid, Al-Fitr, you know, I will still wish each one of them, I send them a personal message and just tell them either Merry Christmas, depending who I'm talking to, or happy Eid and hope this is a blessed Ramadan, a blessed Eid for everybody, just so they don't feel it. And I always make it a point to pinpoint all the, um, like, oh my gosh, no, we have local staff, so maybe we, ha we have to just change or change this a bit for them as well, so they can understand, so they can be part of this activity, so they can, uh, so when we have um, think pair, um, 
when we have the, the writing thing, uh, the writing activity for them, mm-hmm. I'll go to them straight away and I'll tell and explain it again to them in Arabic. Even though I did it in my meeting, I'll do that again just to make sure that they understand. We do have a few who are bilingual, but I tend to be there with them so I they don't think I'm just there for the international stuff, you know. So. Um, it's very hard. It's, I won't say it's easy uh, just to juggle both worlds, basically. And this is the, put aside that I have my students, I have parents, or, you know, that coming in and out and everything. I go and I go into their classrooms while they're teaching, even though I just evaluate the homeroom teacher because they have an HOD that evaluates Arabic and religion. I'll still go in and go check up and see how they are because I do understand Arabic. So I, I'm not going to correct them, obviously, because I'm not that good at Arabic. But I'm just there for support, that they know my door is open for them whenever they want to feel free to come and walk in. Yeah. And you're making those connections. So you're, you're making them feel like they're important to you. Um, so even if you're not going in to necessarily evaluate them, it, it, they feel important because you're going into their classrooms just as if you would go into the other other subject or other teachers' classrooms. And so Correct. obviously, yeah, that that you know makes an impression on them. It's one of the things that we do with our students too is is we make sure that we're connecting with them either on a personal level or on a level where they understand or have common interests and things like that. Um, I like the way that, that you observe all, all of their cultures and uh, religious festivals and, and so forth. Again, validating where they're from and, um, and on top of that, also validating their language. Uh, and so, because I know mm-hmm. that's one of the concerns in private schools is that the Arabic staff many times doesn't have a facility with the English language and they do end up feeling get they they you know attend those meetings but they don't feel like they're included. Um, exactly. all of those mm-hmm. things obviously help them feel like they belong. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's so this really year important. and last year yeah. we did differentiate a bit. So we put the, all the home teachers together and then we put all the Arabic and religion in a, in a different classroom and then we'd rotate. So someone that's telling them exactly what's being said outside to them, but in Arabic, you know, or I would go in and I would talk to them in Arabic while the principal's mm-hmm. outside talking to the staff in English. Yeah. So they can get, they're still getting the same message, but in their language, they can grasp and digest what we're telling them, what's expected and what we need from them to do as right. well. And as simple well, as having a yeah. group chat on WhatsApp. So I have a religion group oh. chat with them. So I'm with them and then in Arabic. So if anything happens during the day, I'll just take the phone and um, oh. send a voice note in Arabic and be like, okay, at this, this time, please come down for our, our assembly. Or at this, this time, uh, we're going to meet here, not there, like mentioned in the email. And just those quick communications, those really small, um, the extra mile, you know, it makes a difference for them. And yes, I have no yeah. problem doing it because I do want them to feel that they are, yeah. they belong as well, just like we, the rest of us are. Yeah, because otherwise they feel forgotten. The message goes out and they don't get it. And mm-hmm. then they find out about it afterwards or during. And, and so it makes them, you know, feel like maybe they're not part of that larger community. I also know that AIS ha- has always been a really international community. It's probably one of the first and most yes. international of schools, um, in, including uh, students, but also the the teaching staff and and principals. And so, um, in in the elementary school, 
any idea how many uh, nationalities or how many uh, different, you know, where people are from in general? Because I know you, your staff comes from all over. Yeah, our, you are our staff or our students? Our staff are mostly, like for homeroom, they're American, Canadian, South African, Jamaican, mm -hmm. all over. But you can think of, and that's for our staff. Uh, for our students, we do, the majority obviously are Kuwaitis, but I'd say 30% you'll get the non-Kuwaitis. You'll get the Lebanese, Syrian, Egyptian, Chinese, uh, American staff kids, the Canadian, South African. So you'll get a mixture of there as well. Yeah. You, you mentioned also about the, um, about the students and the parents. And so how much contact, I, I imagine as an AP, you probably have a lot of contact with students. <laughs> and so in terms of belonging or, or having them part of the community, what are some of the things that the school does or that you do as AP in order to make sure that they feel included and some of the things that you talked about with, with your teachers? So as simple as, for example, we have two recesses a day, and I make sure I have no meetings during a recess. Like I always tell my secretaries, please, no, you know, and I, my principal now knows that, oh my God, the bell rings, you'll see me running out and being with, with a student. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, I, and if I'm not there, then I feel like, oh my God, something is wrong. I'm just not focusing that meeting. So I'll always excuse myself for 20 minutes and then go, yeah. go out play with the kids, talk with the students, go down to them, sit down on the floor. If they're eating or they're drinking, I'll eat and sit. If they're playing soccer, I'll play and they're like, oh my God, you play soccer? Oh my God, you, you jump rope? And I said, I'm not an alien, <laughs> you know? I was, I was your age once upon a time. So That's I try so to funny. play with them because they know once they come to my office, or oh, oh, I mean business, you know, it's discipline mm. time, it's this. But as, many, as, as long as I'm seeing you outside my office, where we can have fun, we can play, we can do that, you know. Yeah. They'll come and they'll tell me, he did this, she did this, the usual grade one, grade two, you know, fights and arguments. So I go down, we sit and we talk about it and uh, we do all that. So they, they can see, they see the, the both worlds in me. The, mm -hmm. the, when it comes to my office, I'm, you know, strict and no, you cannot do this. So, you know, a consequence will happen. But when outside, we're all having fun and playing together and all that. The same with the grade threes and four. Like, you know the song when I, I was listening to a song or something. And I'd be like, yeah, oh, my God. I, I played that with my son yesterday. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, you, know. <laughs> you have you can, children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you watch this music, this movie, Miss? Oh, my God. Yes, yes, I have. I watched it last weekend with my kids and everything. So yeah. I'm always trying to keep up. So I always have connection to talk to them with and like, make conversations for those who are shy or those are talkative and just make my way through and the same with the staff as well and the parents right how, how do you handle the disciplinary issues I imagine making those connections with the students makes it a bit easier because you probably get to know the students quite well um, at least know them by name and so forth so when they come into you because they've had a, pr a problem in class um, for whatever the reason, how, how do you usually proceed? How do you, how do you manage them? So we have a behavior support um, plan in mm -hmm. place. So they have to go through one, by the time they've come to me, that means, oh my goodness, they've been more than five times with the counselor. Okay. Um, the first, the teacher documented everything, called the parents at least twice. Uh, 
um, did one, two, and three. That didn't work out. Okay, counseling comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, counselor, counselor does one, two, three. All depends on the on the plan that we put together, the counselors and admin. Yeah. And then so when they come to me, they know that oh my goodness, I've, you know, lost all this. So, oh, oh, here comes, you know, I'm in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I try to, I, obviously I've, um, the ones who don't speak proper like English or very hard for them to understand English, I will flip into them to speaking Arabic and Kuwaiti, you know, and then I'll go back to English and saying it in English and Kuwaiti so they understand. Yeah. And it's very weird with some of my students, the, the minute I flip and I, I change into Kuwaiti, they're just now like, oh my God. Mm. you know oh 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 my and then they take it seriously and then you'll see that change so i give them one chance before i put them on a behavior plan before i call their parents okay and they know if the, if i'm calling the parents no i don't let i don't like the secretaries to call i'll call the parents they'll be like omg <laughs> you know oh, oh. yeah she's <laughs> calling us that must be yeah. a problem <laughs> exactly and then they yeah. know and then and then they they talk perfectly fine with respect and everything and then they come and then we meet and then i'll be like so i have all these documents one two three you're so when i call it's not a shock I hate mm-hmm. it. Honestly, I don't like calling them like, oh my God, the home never told me, counseling never told me. So I'll have everything in front of me, the whole booklet in front of me and be like, on this day they called, on this day that's correct. And they document and you said this. And so they're like, yes, yes, we know. Yes, yes, we've been working. Okay, well, come. And then they'll accept it. Right. So um, yeah. in that sense, yeah, this is year three. Year one, it was just me doing everything basically. So it was just like me calling, me doing, me discipline. But now we put everything in a plan with having a behavior support plan. So that helped a lot. Oh gosh. Yes. I imagine that first year being feeling overwhelmed. It was like, and we're, and you're not really doing the best for the, for the child either. Exactly. They feel like they're constantly sort of going to the principal's office or the AP's office. Right. Um, It becomes a little bit, I imagine that, that once they've gone through the plan, many of them are sort of, don't ever reach your office hopefully no rarely as a result right because they've already been to the counselor parents have been involved and so forth so that's that's a really good thing was uh, just out of curiosity was that plan something that you had studied you put together yourself based on uh, you and your your it wasn't one of my, my ptc courses that i took okay and then i said oh my goodness so i came back that summer and I spoke to the counselors that uh, were there mm-hmm. they're not there now and then we sat down last year and we put it together okay. um, we took itsy bitsy stuff from here and there and then mm-hmm. made it into an AIS uh, document what works best with our kids yes. and this year we uh, edit a lot we were like okay this didn't work last year that didn't work let's try this and let's do this because I have two new counselors this year with me so they come with a different expertise and background knowledge yeah. So uh, it was working really well up until we were we stayed home. Yes, yes, <laughs> so, of course, yeah, and hopefully yeah. it will work when you go back. Definitely, yeah. but it yeah. did help a lot. I had nothing my first year, no, yes. no plan, no nothing. It's just like kids coming left, right, and center. I couldn't manage to get to classrooms. I couldn't mm. see, you know, I couldn't observe classes. I couldn't do any of that because I just had yeah. constant people coming into my office. And I was like, no, 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 this is not Friday market. You know, <laughs> we right. need a plan. We need a place, uh, a plan, and a place. So yes. yeah. it was really good. How how is how are things and and how has your role changed? 
based on the fact that you're not in the school building right now? Um, more of moral support for my staff because the first week uh, it was just everything was new to them, to us, and uh, things were changing. Decisions were being being made. Uh, ministry this and throwing this at us and all that. So it was like a it was a roller coaster ride. I can tell very you. Very stressful, you know? I can imagine. It was very stressful. Like we we couldn't sleep at night because of the extra screen time that we were. Oh my goodness! Now we're from nine to one in front of the screen. You know. Mm -hmm. So and then I would go like, okay, guys, I'm going to my next meeting. You know, teams meeting. So get on, get off that. Bye get on the next one in the team. And I always asked, um, my principal would ask to get into one of them and I would ask to get into one of them. So I would do the beginning of the week, the check-in, she would do end of the week check-in. So okay. we, at the end we split it um, while she was planning and doing everything with the PYP coordinator. I just had to, you know, check in with, with the teams, the local and the home, uh, local staff and international staff and make sure that everything is fine. And then, okay, so what are we going to do next week? And then we'd get, as an admin, uh, we'd meet together and be like, okay, so best, what was best practice? What was that? So it was um, an interesting experience, I must say. I bet, I bet. Yeah. But, you know, all of your ability to, that all of the, what you created beforehand in terms of your contact with all of the teachers and parents and students and so forth, I'm sure that helped because, you know, that whole, what a lot of people are saying right now, a lot of educators are saying globally is that it's, it's so tough because we don't have that person to person contact right now. Yeah. So, but at least we had the beginning of the year that we were able to sort of set the tone. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's what people are worried about going into possibly next year with the same online experience, um, possibly, depending right. on how things are going to go. It's because you don't have necessarily that uh, community idea that you've created, which is all uh, so important for that sense of belonging. And I think that's what the kids are missing so much also, not just the teachers. Yeah, so, so for grades three and uh, two, three and four, we, we did the live class through Teams. We um, okay. launched it the last week just because of, you know, just for closure for kids, for their mental state, so they can see the teachers say goodbye for those who are leaving Kuwait, for those who are moving on, and just say happy summer. Yeah. And uh, we were in those meetings, my principal and myself, you know, so there, when, I, when I opened the switch on the camera, and they're like, oh, Miss Dana! Oh, uh -huh. was like, oh my goodness, you know? Wow. So, how are you? How's everything? Yeah, that's so oh, important. Once, you know, and it was like, oh my god, it was like heartbreaking, but it was yeah. a joyful, you know, feeling too that yeah. you get to see them. So, can we talk to you during the summer? Can we do this? Can we do that? And I said, uh, we'll try. We'll see. You know, but yes, just take care and please keep breathing. And, yeah. Uh, so it was yeah. it was interesting. Yeah, that's wonderful that you were able to have that that type of closure. Um, yeah. My last question before I ask you for some advice is I know that probably the majority, or I assume that probably the majority of students are English language learners at, uh, in, you know, in the elementary school. Yeah. Um, and so how, how do you uh, allow them to sort of feel part of the community and to make sure that they're not sort of falling through the cracks or feeling like they 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 can't understand or or you know that are lower level than the rest of the class or whatever what kinds of things do you encourage your teachers to do or what kinds of things do you 
and your principal do in order to make sure that 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 doesn't fall th you know through the cracks sort of so we have a few programs in place that we have the map testing we have the BAS testing the font test and finale for the reading level so from those two uh, we can tell who is you know high medium and low so for those really low ones, um, they, a lot of our, all our staff members, our homeroom teacher, they differentiate. So they'll know like, then they'll put guided reading. Mm -hmm. So they'll have a group, you know, they, they'll know with, with the, which group they'll need the extra attention for. Okay. So every day uh, our first block is for guided reading. So they'll end up with the, with the low ones a lot more than the high ones. Because so the high ones are independent, they know how to read, they're above grade level or at grade level. But for those who are really, really low, they, they, push, them, they push them a lot. Um, we do have coaches who can, you know, help. They come in, they help as well. Um, counselors will go in for who really, who are really, really low and want to be on a, on a program. Uh, the, the counselor comes in and observes. And then she sees and oh, she wow. takes notes and she does all that. And then comes to us and recommends what we should do for this child. Uh, we don't have like a one-to-one -one because it's, we're a big school and uh, elementary is like about 650 kids uh, from grades one through four and uh, 23 uh, students in a classroom with the teacher. So we, we do have literacy uh, TAs in grades one and two. So they'll go around to the class in grades one and then they'll sit with those group as well and they'll help them. Yeah, well, it's wonderful. I'm, I'm hearing there's a lot of support and, uh, yes. the, and the pre-testing and the counselors and so forth. So yes. there's a whole program to make sure that nobody falls through the cracks. That's, that's really wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah. we, have, we put the parent in, in, in the picture. You know, you need to do this, you Excellent. need to do that. They come yeah. in for a formal meeting. It's all documented, all that. So they, yeah. they know, you know, yeah. that support is number one. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I know you've already offered a bit of advice here and there through what you've answered um, from what I've asked you, but uh, is there any sp uh, more specific advice or any advice you'd like to, to make sure our listeners know about um, either in, as your role as an AP or previously as a teacher from what you know from teachers um, about um, creating that climate and community in the school? For teachers, I always, always, always repeat myself like a broken record to my staff. And I always tell them to be a successful uh, year, to have a successful year, you need to build relationship with your students. Yeah. If that takes a whole month, so let it be. You can do, work on that during the morning, during the day, and still teach. But make sure you have um, that relationship with your child. They need to know that your students, that you care about them, you love them in order to grab their attention. Because the minute you send them out of the class to the counselor or to the, uh, to the office, yes. you've lost them for the rest of the year, you know? So I always tell them from, from August up until June, did you, you know, build, 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 did you build? Or how long have you, what have you done to get to know this child and, and all that? Because, as a teacher, I used to do that my first month, you know, not just week zero, my first month, and just sit there and get to know them. I mean, academics, it will always come. You'll always be able to teach. You'll always be able to do that. But that, that student needs to feel that they belong to the class, to that community, to the, to their, and with their peers, and with you especially as being their teacher, because they're going to be seeing you 80% of the time than anyone else. And we know 
know the ones who don't get that kind of attention at home. So this, this child needs extra. So yeah. it's all about going over and beyond for them and what they do. So I always tell the teachers, so please, 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 to have a wonderful year, you need to build routines and um, relationship with the students. Yeah, uh, it, that's what I keep hearing. Maslow before blooms, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they don't have that social emotional learning, if they don't have that comfortable feeling in the classroom, if you haven't established those relationships with them, um, they're, they're going to find it difficult to learn. So that's such a really important piece of advice. For sure. Yeah. Donna, it was so wonderful having you as my Thank guest you today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, what's the best way for people to find you? Uh, through Twitter. As you know, that I'm very easy. Uh, through Instagram, Donna Schuhaber. And um, if they want to know more about me, I have a blog, delightfully.com, D-L. And uh, they can read more about me. I have two journeys, how I got to where I am today and my health journey. So uh, I just, it's an easy read. I was telling before you sleep, you can read it in two minutes. It's just, <laughs> you know, just to be there. And just to, once you put your head to something, you can manage to achieve that goal. That's wonderful. Yeah, right. I'll make sure all of that is in the show notes too. Perfect. So, all thank right. you so thank much. Thank you very much for having me. It was a it pleasure. Was absolutely amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, Journeys to Belonging. Um, and the next episode will be out in two weeks. In the meantime, you can connect with me on Twitter at Eileen Winokur, I-L-E-N-E-W-I-N-O-K-U-R, or on Instagram at Eileen underscore W. And you can also find my blog uh, at the website HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash cultures dot build. See you in two weeks.